This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Like to call this the pregame to the pregame. Going on today as the Raiders for the second time in four weeks will be on Monday Night Football. Very excited about the action going down tonight in L.A. SoFi Stadium. Raiders Chargers. Raiders are 3-0. And the Chargers are 2-1. There's only two teams left in the NFL undefeated. Your Las Vegas Raiders at 3-0. And the Arizona Cardinals, who knocked off the L.A. Rams last night or yesterday afternoon, they are 4-0 on the season. So uh, welcome into the show. Very excited about the show. Uh, Coming to you live from, well, our home studio right here, Lotus Broadcasting, right here on Flamingo in Las Vegas. Later on this afternoon or later on this evening, be having a watch party at the Oyo at the Underground Lounge from 5 to 7 p.m. So come on by and hang out with your boy. I got all kind of prizes that I'd like to get you. Of course, there's going to be plenty of TVs to watch all the action. A lot of great specials going on. 5 to 7 p.m. Underground Lounge at the Oyo. Uh, inside, you, you can't miss it. It's right across from the MGM. Uh, has Hooters inside of it. Again, just can't miss it. Come on down, hang out. We'll be there having a really good time. Plenty of good prizes to give out. So... Excited about today's show. Excited about being the pregame to the pregame show. I have a lot of good guests coming up on the show today. And as we did, Raider Nation, because we always have guests that are from all over the place. Some here locally in Las Vegas, some, you know, across the country. We always have a lot of great guests, analysts, former players on the show. And on uh, today, since it's Monday Night Football and the Raiders are closing out week four of the season, what I want to do is the same thing that we did pretty much the very first game of the season, Monday Night Football, uh, at Allegiant Stadium, where everyone from the radio station participated. So that's what we're going to do today. Earlier this morning, the morning tailgate, it was uh, it was Hondo and Clay Baker. And then you just heard from JT the Brick. Now I'm going to take you up until uh, JT and Eric Allen take over for the pregame show. So coming up on today's show at 115, we'll have Heidi Fang, who also is part of the morning tailgate show and the Las Vegas Review Journal. She's live in L.A., so we'll check in with her, uh, get the scene. She's out there in the parking lot making sure that uh, Raider Nation is doing their thing and uh, holding it down. So we'll get a we'll get a vibe from her. We'll say, okay, what what does it look like there? Uh, We anticipate there being a ton of Raider Nation represented at SoFi Stadium. So uh, we'll get Heidi's thoughts on that. Of course, we'll get her thoughts on the game as well. So that'll come up at 115 at 210. Uh, We'll have Mike Pritchard. He's also part of the morning tailgate show. Also a former NFL player. What does it mean to play on Monday night football? It's not just another day. It's not a Sunday afternoon. It's not a Thursday evening game. It's Monday night football. It's the Mecca. It's, it's what it is. It's the primetime game. All eyes are on you. So we'll get Mike Pritchard's thoughts on everything Monday night football. We'll get his thoughts on an NFL player, NFL team who's cooking with grease, I like to say right now, 3-0, and getting a lot of headlines, talking about how good the team is. How do they stay grounded? How do they you know, just take it one game at a time and not get too excited? I just literally just hung up the phone. With my guy CK out in Fresno, California at uh, Fox Sports in Fresno, he was doing an interview with me talking about the Raiders, and he was going through the schedule, and he said, Q, if they win tonight, they'll be 4-0. Then they got the Bears. It's 5-0. Then they got a suspect Denver Broncos team. That could be 6-0. And then he just started rattling off team after team after team. You know, this team could really end up being 8-0. And I, kept, and I said, CK, CK, slow it down, homeboy. 
They got to make it to 4-0 before they can get to 5-0 and 6-0 and 7-0. But it's just natural tendencies, as I bring on DeMond. It's just natural tendencies to look at the schedule and say, well, if you get a win here and get a win there, man, all of a sudden you can look up and you're 6-7-8 like, like my man CK said. But it's got to be one game at a time. Yeah, but it's so fun to dream. That's it. That's what yeah. you got. That's yeah, what you got. Arizona. That's what happens when the Tennessee Titans sees his team lose to the Jets, huh? Hey, man, that's got nothing to do with anything, man. We're supposed <laughs> you to thought be, I wanted to the, bring that up? We're the pregame to the pregame. Raider Nation. Raider Nation don't want to hear about no Titans. I'm just saying. Come I on. saw you put out the tweet. The only reason I'm bringing it up because you, <laughs> you put out the tweet. And I don't know if this is why you were running around town yesterday afternoon feeling good about yourself or if this was just after, right after the game. But DeMond put out the tweet and said, Raider Nation, it's almost time. Almost. How close are you to, to switching over after that uh, Titans loss? And I'm not trying to rub salt. I'm just asking because you put the tweet out. The team goes to eight. Let, let's see if the team can get to I'm kidding. Um, um, you know, I'm pretty close. You know, maybe. You know, maybe. Who knows? Who knows how this might go? The Raider Nation keeps winning like this. If the Raiders keep winning, I might have to say, hey, I'm a Raider fan. Yeah, man. I mean, you got to make a call at some point, man. You can't. I got to what? I'm, yeah, you gotta man. wait till they get to the playoffs if they Exa- make the playoffs. Exactly, oh, boy. Oh. Maybe get maybe get like a fake little temporary tattoo or something. Be like, yo, man, I've been <laughs> I've been down since forever. <laughs> but if you see me in like two weeks, what happened to that tattoo? <laughs> it washed off. Unbelievable. We'll have Mike Pritch, Pritchard join the show at two ten. We'll have Pritch. He's a good dude. We'll have him at two ten joining the show, and then Vinny Bonsignor. He'll join us at two thirty as he's in L.A. as well. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the game. We'll get his thoughts on the weekend that was the NFL and what some of the keys of the game will be for uh, for him. What he'll be looking for in this Raiders and uh, Chargers matchup. And so Raider Nation, you know, I always want to hear from you, Raider Nation listener line, and also the Sam and Ash text line six nine one eight seven. We got a few minutes before we get to Heidi Fang. Uh, I just want to know, simple. What are your keys to tonight's game? What's it going to take for the Raiders to come away with the dub and improve to 4-0? What, I mean, in your mind, what do the Raiders need to do? So, DeMond, again, I'll start with you. In your opinion, you know the team pretty well. You've been following. Of course, you're here at Raider Nation Radio 920 with us. What do you think that they need to do to win this game against the Chargers tonight? Got to get after Herbert. Got to make him uncomfortable. You can't l- allow him to just have time back in the pocket because – or allow him to get outside the pocket because he does have a bit of athleticism. I think it's really going to come down to how well the Raiders' defense can basically put Herbert on the ground. Okay. All right. There you go. There's DeMond's keys to the games right there. I'll say this, and I've been saying this for a couple weeks, and I know everyone kind of just says it's not that big a deal. It's not that serious. I think really the run game's got to get going tonight. I I think the run game has got to get going, and the reason why, and I said this on my podcast, the Lockdown Raiders podcast that I dropped early this morning, the Chargers stink at stopping the run. I mean, let's just put it out there. Let's just be point blank about it. The Chargers stink at start at stopping the run. Week one, they gave up 126 yards against the Washington football team. They won that game. Week two, they took an L to the Cowboys. They gave up 198 yards on the ground. They almost gave up two bills on the ground versus the Cowboys. They took that L. And then last week against the Chiefs, where they did win the game, credit to them for winning the game, they still gave up 186 yards. I know there's questions about Josh Jacobs. A lot of people have been hitting me up all day today. Q, what do we know about Jacobs? What do we know about Jacobs? We don't know anything at this point. John Gruden said on Saturday at the media session that, you know, they're going to let him run around before game time, and, and we'll know today. So my, my gut feeling, and this is just my gut feeling, I don't know any kind of insider anything, my gut feeling tells me he plays. But that's just my gut feeling. And I've had gut feelings before, and they've just turned out to be gas. I don't know if this is going to be gas or this is true. I just think that... The, just the body language of John Gruden when he was talking to us on Saturday, to me, 
it made me feel like he was going to play as long as he didn't have a setback. But that's just me. I could be wrong. And if I am wrong and he doesn't play, I'll tell you right now, with the Chargers giving up as many yards as they do on the ground, I still think Peyton Barber can get it done. I really do. And, and, and to take it a step further, I'm really disappointed what I've seen in Kenyon Drake so far this season. You know, the team is 3-0, and but if you're looking for uh, what happened there, I'm looking at Kenyon Drake. When he runs the rock, when he's trying to run between the tackles, he's not hitting the holes. He's not exploding like I thought he would. His blocking has been terrible. And that's part of the reason why Peyton Barber's been in there. And that's part of the reason why they're trying to get Jalen Richard back into the game. Kenyon Drake has allowed Jalen Richard to be a valuable piece still, where I felt like he was going to come in and make Jalen Richard expendable. He's showing why Richard is still on the roster. Man. That, and, and that's, I mean, look. Because I was thinking, but it's like, man, thinking back, like training camp, we were like, oh, is Jalen Richard maybe on the edge getting cut? No, right. he better step it up. Right. Best ability is availability. Exactly. And he hasn't yeah. been available all season long. <laughs> still on the team. And he's still on the team. And that's that's more of a Kenyon Drake problem. And so I, I I was excited about that signing. Not going to lie. I know there's a lot of people that were questioning that signing. I was very excited about that signing. It hasn't played out the way it's supposed to yet. Now, he has caught the ball very well out of the backfield. I'll give him that. He picks up first downs. I'll give him that. But his running between the tackles, even running on the outside, there's there's been times, I believe it was the game against, uh, uh, not Miami, I think it was the game against, I think it was the game against Baltimore where he went outside and he should have just cut back up and there was a hole as big as, I don't know, looked like the Nile could have ran through it and just missed it, just not seeing the field that well. So if anything, that's, that's the one disappointment I've seen so far from the Ra- Raiders' run game has been the lack of, of, of ability to get anything done by uh, by Kenyon Drake. But Peyton Barber, only been with the team for a very short time. He's looking good so far. So, Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. i got a couple minutes before I get to Heidi Fang to get her thoughts on what's going on out there in L.A., what's going on with the game, what she thinks, how she thinks the game's going to shake out tonight. 702-365-9200. We'd like to start things off quick. Damon, who we got up first? First up, we got Charles. Charles. Charles is in charge. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's going on, Q, man? Just getting pumped up for this game. But, hey, I I think this is going to be the Raiders' best game. You don't have to worry about the Raiders when they play good teams. It's when they play the Jets or the Bears or the Giants. That's what that's what scares me. But you know what? I, I hear all this crap about the Chargers being good. You tell me, uh, Q, player for player, we are a much better team. Okay, they got Bosa, Derwin James, Herbert. But Darren Waller, you can, I'll argue with you all day. Darren Waller's a receiver who plays tight end. Agreed. Agreed. There ain't, nobody on the, there ain't nobody on that field better than Darren Waller. So that, that erases Mike Williams. You got Bosa. Our defensive line is better than their defensive line. They got Bosa. Our linebackers are far better than theirs, and our defensive backs are better than theirs. So I don't. we should be a three-point favorite in this game. And I predict us winning this one by ten, and this is where we make our statement. And I really believe that because I, I, Gruden and them – I guarantee you, it's like a dog looking at a little dog when we play like the Jets. But when we look at a big dog, Crosby and them guys, their hair stands up. They're like, uh-oh, we could lose this game. And they come in scared playing like their hair is on fire. But when you get a team like the Jets, that's the kind of crap that scares me. I bet we beat this team. I bet you in the fourth quarter, Q, we're running the clock out in this game. That's just a prediction. Okay. You know, tomorrow you, you can call me dumb if I'm wrong, but so far I've been pretty close on this team. And we played two really bad games. Baltimore, we played bad one. Mm-hmm. Beat a good team. Yep. Miami, we played real bad. Still won. Pittsburgh, we, we played pretty good. 
But we're just about ready to put a good game together, and somebody's going to be on the other end of that ass kicking. Anyway, <laughs> go Raiders. Love your show, Q. Love you still, DeMond, even though you're a Titans fan. You're all right, Hey, good call, Charles. We appreciate that. And you know, that's one of the biggest keys, man, is that they have not put together a complete game yet. They have not played a very good game. I mean, they've started, like you mentioned, two games. They started off really slow and poorly and found ways to win. In Pittsburgh, they were just the better team. That game, no doubt about it, from Heinz Field, I was there. They were the better team. But... Man, those the other two games, yeah, there was there was uh, you know there was a lot to be desired, and they still found ways to win. So that that does say a whole lot. And if they are able to put everything together, and look, if, if if Charles is right and they put everything together tonight, then yes, in the fourth quarter, it's going to be running the clock out because they're the better team, in my opinion, no doubt about it. They're the better team, but they've got to put it all together. And Gruden, Carr, they've all said we have not put together a complete game yet. Who's up next? H and Albuquerque. H and Albuquerque. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, Q. Hey, Damon. Hey, um, I've been a little guilty, like CK, of looking ahead. And once we get past the Chargers, assuming we do, I have a really hard time picking a loss to Week 9. Who mm. do we lose to in the next three four games? That's the way I look at it. I mean, league is the league, right? You never know. Right. But um, I just have a hard time picking out any losses, and I could see us going 8-0 if we win tonight. And I like what Charles just said about this being a statement game. And I think I hope that we continue the trend of the last game and starting to run the football, uh, no matter if it's Berber or Jacobs. Um, and I think the big key to me is that defensive line, the pressure we've been able to get. If we can pressure uh, Herbert, being a second-year guy, and try hopefully pull him with some defensive looks, I think we can confuse him and, and like Charles said, run out the clock in the fourth quarter. Good stuff. Good stuff, my man. I definitely appreciate you. I like that. Uh, that's a lot of good thoughts, and, and it's, it's hard. Uh, DeMond mentioned it earlier. It's it's hard to not get excited about what's what the potential is and all that, so I don't blame you. I just try to caution everyone, just, hey, just take it one game at a time, one game at a time, one game at a time, because you never know what could happen and how things could change quick, fast, and in a hurry. But great call, my man. It's great to hear from you. Thank you. All right, there he goes. H and Albuquerque right there. Uh, good stuff from Charles and good stuff from H. And this is how we get started, man. It is the pre-pre-show. And speaking of that, I'll go ahead and give you a little programming note. Uh, it's going to be a short week. Obviously, week five, I'm not trying to look ahead. But Chicago is coming to Las Vegas. What we're going to start doing each and every home game is we're going to have the pre-pre-show right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So before JT and Eric Allen take you all the way up to kickoff, I'm going to be able to uh, start things off with a, a pre-game show that we're calling Q's Kickoff. And, of course, kickoff is spelt with a Q, right? Because why wouldn't it be? So Q's kickoff will be one hour before the pregame show. So this upcoming week, this Sunday, it'll get kicked off at uh, 10 a.m., 10 to 11. Then I'll pass the sticks on to JT and Eric Allen. They'll take you up to up to kickoff for the Chicago Bears and uh, the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. So just as a programming note, go ahead and put that in your phone, that every single home game you can count on the pre-pre-show. It's called Q's kickoff, one hour before the official pregame show here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, as promised, Heidi Fang from the Morning Tailgate and the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She's out in L.A. doing her thing right now. She joins us on the phone lines. And, Heidi, we all expect Raider Nation to be loud and proud in L.A. I know you're there right now. What are you seeing? What's the sites been like? How much Raider Nation have you come across? Okay, we're talking about a plane full on Southwest Airlines. Then we're talking about... <laughs> The lady that was taking my ticket in the boarding pass was all dressed like literally head to toe. Her shoes 
had Raiders on them. Her socks had Raiders on them. And now I'm already getting some early reports. I got some friends out here. The early reports are that this place is packed and it is a blackout. So (laughs) I'm trying to get my way down to the stadium right now. We'll find out for sure. I can confirm it. Nice. I, and, I, and I know and I know you'll do that that due diligence. You'll go through the parking lot and check it out and see everything that's going on. I'm sure you'll be mingling and talking with some Raider Nation. But what is your anticipation uh, for when the game kicks off at 515? I know you'll be down there on the field with your camera. You do a great job taking all those great pictures. What's the anticipation like for you? Well, I'm really curious about this one because I feel like, you know, this is going to be the big test, the divisional game. I'm going to be looking at seeing how the Raiders adapt without or with Josh Jacobs, depending on that injury report when it comes out. Um, you know, Alex Engel banged up as well, so we're going to have to see what happens there in the run game, how much Peyton Barber is going to be utilized, whether or not you know, Ken and Drake, how much involved these guys are. Those are things I'm going to be looking at right off the, the start and the opening drive is how are they going to adjust if they have to, because we don't have an official report yet. Right. But, you know, uh, that'll be what, what my focus will be on for sure is Josh Jacobs in or out in this game. And I think that it may not have a big impact on the game, but I think, you know, obviously they've adjusted and planned already for – what it'll look like if he doesn't start, but I'm thinking that this is going to be a pretty intense game and, and very, very uh, back and forth, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like it has a chance to do that as well. We've already had a couple calls that say if the Raiders go and play a complete game that by the fourth quarter, maybe they're running the clock out. And I'll say this, they haven't played a complete game yet. So if they do, I think that that possibility is right there. But uh, as far as the you know the fan base there in Allegiant Stadium, and you talked about it being a blackout, and of course we'll see it as, as the game gets rolling, uh, how much do you think that the fans can impact tonight's game if it is indeed 80, 85% Raider fans? Oh, it's tremendous. It's a home game, you know, and I think that that Raider Nation obviously helps feed the fuel that's added to the fire for this offense and the defense. So I think that it'll definitely come alive. I think SoFi is going to be <laughs> incredibly loud. Um, I've been in there once, but without fans. So I can't wait to see, much like how we had to wait and see what Allegiant was going to be like with fans. I can't wait to see what SoFi is going to be like with fans because I didn't get that experience in the previous year, you know. So I, I think... Uh, if I go back to the days when they were over in Carson and think about how they, you know, uh, blackout was there, it, it was a very, very heavy Raider crowd and it had a lot of influence on how things happen, especially on those like close kind of plays or those long third downs right. or those, you know, for for the offense, the opposing offense. I mean, so yeah, it's going to be crazy. You know, I always say Heidi that when a, a crowd is there and they're so loud, they can affect the game. Not just cheer for the game, but they can affect the game as far as uh, you know, like false starts or making a team call a timeout when they don't want to. That's an opportunity that you rarely get on the road. But the Raiders and Raider Nation, they have that opportunity today. Oh yeah, and it, you know, I think this team is going to feel that, and they they've been feeding off of that, and you can see it in the different games, like Alec Ingold running up to the black hole, you know, that's the stuff that these guys have been waiting for and living for. And so the fact that they're going to be able to get it in L.A. is going to be tremendous. And, I mean, 3-0 and start, first time since 2002 that they've been there. I just can't think of how much 
more of a reception they can get to help elevate them to be a 4-0 team than would have the fans behind them out here in L.A. Yeah, I mean, it gets no better than that, right? It's Everything is set up perfectly for the Raiders to go in there and handle their business. We're, we're talking right now with Heidi Fang from the Morning Tailgate Show with Clay Baker, also the Las Vegas Review-Journal, does a great job. Make sure you follow all her work. And uh, Heidi, as far as the run game goes, something I talked about to start the show, uh, the Chargers are terrible when it comes to stopping the run. They're giving up 170 yards a game on the ground. And you, like you mentioned, Jacobs might not play, but – Barber looked really good last game. Uh, my, my big disappointment so far has been Kenyon Drake. What are your thoughts on him? Because he hasn't been able to get it done when it comes to just running the rock between the tackles. He's been catching the ball fine, but just when it comes to running the rock, it's just not there. Yeah, you said it right there, running in between the tackles. I don't think that that's served him well in his abilities, that it's not playing to the best of his strengths. I'd like to see him throw it out to him more in like a flat or like on some kind of bubble screen or something like that. And I think that would really help him with productivity. I don't think he was meant to be a between-the-tackles kind of guy. I mean, he did have some success there earlier in his career, but I think something with you know this team, he just hasn't been able to find it. He hasn't been able to see the, the field like he you know should field vision when you talk about seeing downfield and getting open so uh i think he's been swallowed up a lot by the first wave and if he can get outside bounce the ball outside maybe some off tackle type runs or setups that might help him a lot to expand his game a little bit plus the fact that kenneth murray is out yeah just saw um, that probably be very tremendous for the Raiders in the run game. Yeah, no, I just saw that note. Great uh, great way to drop that one for us. Kenneth Murray, for the uh, linebacker for the Chargers, he is out officially. We don't still know about Josh Jacobs yet, but Kenneth Murray being out, again, you never want to root for someone to be injured, but that's a big-time player that's going to be missing for the Chargers tonight. Uh, final question for you, Heidi. As far as the wide receivers go, uh, the Raiders have a lot to choose from. You know, Henry Ruggs is playing well. Edwards is playing well. Renfro is, is Renfro, and Waller is going to be Waller. Uh, who do you think has an opportunity to have a big game tonight i'm leaning on it to be rugs actually i think they're going to be going to rugs i think uh, early and often and i think that he's going to have another hundred yard game under his belt by the time this one's over wow there it is i like it a hundred yard game for henry rugs says one heidi fang here on raider nation radio 920 and we're not going to hold you to it but we're going to hold you to it (laughs) so hold me to it right right No okay, doubt about down, it. I, I, I support my words. There you go. I, hey, and you do a great job of it. That's why we have you. We appreciate everything that you do, and I know that you're going to do a hell of a job out there with the camera work and everything. What you got coming out that Raider fans should be on the lookout for? Well, I did get a one-on-one with Casey Hayward. Um, okay. So not out today. It'll be out, so you guys can go check it out. It'll be on VegasNation.com and on the podcast feed as well. I'll put it in podcast and video form. There you go. That a girl. All right. Well, do what you do. We appreciate you, and, uh, and have fun at the game, and we'll see you when you get back to town. You got it, Q. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. There she goes. Heidi Fang, she does a great job. The Las Vegas Review Journal uh, doing the podcast uh, always has all the great uh, all the great looks, man. With the with the camera work, she's always out there on the field, exceptional. And, and I'll tell you, man, that is not easy. Uh, being on the on the field and just capturing all the great pictures. So many times when I was in Texas, I'd be at like a Baylor game, and me and my buddy would stand on the field and we'd watch the game. We would never sit in the press box. We'd always just stand on the field and watch the game. And all the news people and all the camera people always had to like run and up and back down the, the field or down the sideline to get the best angles and everything. And we were just standing there watching, you know, just because we didn't have no cameras. We're radio cats. We don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But, man, they were so worn out at the end of the game from all that running and all that trying to catch up to the great pictures and everything. I know how, how much uh, she's on the grind. So that's that, that ain't easy. So shout out to Heidi Fang for the exceptional work that she does. We do appreciate her getting things started. That's how we do. 
Pre pre show. That's how we get down. Raiders, Chargers, 515 kickoff. You can hear it right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Again, I will be at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo uh, Hotel and Casino starting at 5 o'clock, 5 to 7 p.m. Definitely come by. Uh, I'll be there at least from 5 to 7 p.m. Come on by, hang out with us, uh, you know, have some good, great drinks, specials, uh, some great food. Come on by and, uh, and hang out and, and watch the game and see how it all shakes out. But Raider Nation, we got some open line times. Want to hear from you. Uh, the Salmon Ash text line is wide open like some old school TV antennas. A lot of texts. I don't know if you've seen them, DeMond, but we've got a lot of texts coming through already. Man, I have not been checking the text <laughs> line. I don't know. It's one of those you looked over. You know what I've read? You know what I have been worried about today, though? What? Make sure we give away those tickets. Uh, we're going to give those away, too. We have some golf tickets. Uh, Shriners, the Shriners Golf Tournament coming up this week here in Las Vegas. We'll give those up at uh, about 145. We'll do that. I want to hear from Raider Nation first. 702-365-9200 and 69187, keyword R&R. What are you looking for tonight? What are the keys? What do the Raiders have to do to come away with the dub? I'll let your boy. This is Unnecessary Roughness, the pregame, pregame show here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Yeah, you know, we're uh, we're going to list him as questionable. We'll run him around game day and see how he feels. We are still getting Peyton Barber the reps that he needs to learn our offense. He just got here. We're working Jalen Richard back. He hasn't practiced since the first part of August, and we're working Jacobs back in. So, uh I would think right now he's very questionable, and we'll let you, let's have to let you know on, on Monday night. So there's John Gruden right there. That was from Saturday's media session, all three questions that were asked to him on Saturday. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'll say this, because sometimes John Gruden heading into a game weekend is kind of on edge and a little, you know, you seem like he's a little, little edgy. He didn't seem like that on Saturday, but then again, we only asked him three questions. So it was Vinny, me, and one more question was asked, and it was a wrap. And two of them was about, well, one was the run about Josh Jacobs. You heard right there. I asked him about the run game, and then he was also asked about the preparation for tonight's game. And that was it. It was literally, yeah, what was it, DeMond, about a minute 30? Yeah, it was a minute 25. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, that last, like, 15 seconds is Will just like, thanks, guys. And then Gruden's like, ah, thanks for helping me out there. Yeah, it got me on my exit <laughs> strategy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, good stuff right there. Uh, 69187, that's the Salmon Ash text line. Keyword is R&R if you want to text into the show. Uh, keys to the game on the text line. Raiders defense and go off on the run game. Be explosive and play that smash, smash, smash mouth football. Uh, I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, key to Raiders success. This is coming from Cody in Denver. Uh, keys to Raiders success is car at the line of scrimmage. Take what the defense gives you. Don't run the ball just because they're the worst at stopping the run. If they load the box, take the pass. That's Cody in Denver. And I, I agree with that, but they've shown that they can't stop the run. So you've got to be able to do it. You've got to be able to do it. Now, you want to be balanced. You want to, of course, uh, Derek Carr has 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 the arm. He's He's been throwing the ball around the yard the first three games. So uh, that's there. That's going to be there. They just they have to be able to run that ball, especially if they're as bad as they are at stopping the run. I'm not saying just just that's all you have to do, but you got to take what's there. You've got to take what's there, and, and that is one of the biggest keys that's there. If they can't stop something, then you go ahead and you roll with it. You, you take it. I mean, you talk about taking what they give you. They're giving you that because they can't stop it, and they're not going to load up the box because the Raiders have way too many weapons. On uh, at the wide receiver position, Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro—they got way too many options. Zay Jones that can get you. I don't see them loading up the box. If they load up the box, then that's the uh, that's what they call as a career suicide, in my opinion. Got a text from the mailman Raider Q. 
pushing the over on DC's passing yards at 287.5 uh, passing yards. Have a problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> that's from the mailman Raider. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Over-unders. Well, that's how it goes. One right, more, everybody take that over. Right. One, one more quick text here. Uh, the wagon is full. Talking about the bandwagon. I don't know if the bandwagon is full yet. I think there's a lot. You're not that even are, halfway through the season. I, no, I think there's a lot that are on the fence, though. I think there's a lot of fans that are just just wanting to see 4-0, maybe 5-0. You know that that's they, they're getting close. They're getting really close, and now they're only being two teams left in the league that are undefeated. The Raiders win tonight. I said this last week. The more the Raiders win, the more the show writes itself. The less preparation, and, and not that I'm ever gonna not prepare for the show. Make no mistake about that. I prepare for the show all weekend long, every day. I mean, Demond will tell you it could be any rando time of the night, and I'll be texting him like, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do tomorrow. Hey, we got this lined up tomorrow." We don't He's ever stop joking. when it comes to to preparation, but. It sure does make it a lot easier when the team is winning. Then all of a sudden the show, like I said, just kind of writes itself. Come in on a Monday, just turn on the mics and let the calls come in. Hey, turn on the mics and say, hello, we're here. And then boom. You know what the other thing is? When the team is winning, getting big national guests, it's a lot easier to get them on too. Because they want to come on and talk about it. Yeah, because nobody wants to talk about a bad team. They want to come on and talk about a team that's winning. So, I mean, it all kind of goes hand in hand. And speaking of guests, we have Mike Pritchard uh, for the Morning Tailgate Show, former uh, NFLer, uh, coming up at 210 as well to talk about a player's point of view on a Monday night football. But let's hustle out to the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. A very patient Raider Mark from right here in Henderson. What's on your mind, Raider Mark? Two dog. What's going on, my man? What's up, man? Hey, I haven't got. I gotta go see you at the Oyo, man. I will, man. I will. All right, I'll be there. I promise you. I'll also be there. Definitely, man. Definitely. Hey, man. I don't know if I touched on this, man. I can't wait to get to the five yard line and cars got to calm the our, our Raider fans down so we can hear the play call, man. That's gonna be <laughs> great. Like we're at home again. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome, dude. Right. That's what I want to see. Hey, but you know, we the keys of the game, man. We gotta set, we gotta have the pass set up the run, and this is the reason why. Okay. Car is at best when he's in control of the offense. He he needs to take us out of plays that are not gonna be there. If he has to dink and dunk his way down the field and then take big shots, that's good. And then if Josh Jacobs there to get 10 to 15 carries, it's going to open up even more at the end our running game. Because the Chargers, I know what you're saying, DeMond, I mean, uh, uh, Q, uh, that uh, they can't stop the run. They're, they're men, man. This is NFL. They're going to pride themselves in stopping the run. So they're going to come out and try to stop the run and make us one-dimensional, which is plays in our hand a little bit if right. Clark can keep rolling like he's doing. So – I just think, you know, the key is the passing first, get the running game second, and then make big plays at the end on defense. And well, one more case, that Patriots game opened my eyes a lot. Mm-hmm. You see how uh, Belichick had like seven defensive backs? We got to do that too. Once you bring in Gillespie, bring in somebody else, that we can have seven defensive backs sometimes in key situations, and then blitz, you know, Herbert once in a while just to test it out because we got to give them different looks, man, because nobody's giving them different looks. Kansas City didn't give them no looks. Right. They just they just blitz them every time. Like, why are you guys doing that? You guys give them different looks like the Cowboys did, and the back end just you know got some big plays. So that's what we need, man. Big plays uh, at the uh, back end. We need an interception and we need some sacks. And I think that's going to be the key to the game to win this game, man. So I I, I believe we can go four and zero. I just hope we just go out there and do it, man. All right. I appreciate it. Great call, right, man. Dude. Appreciate you. Man.
Yes, sir. That's a Raider Mark right there calling from Henderson. He says he's going to stop by the Oyo. That's awesome. I do appreciate that. Underground Lounge is where we'll be at 5 to 7 p.m. at least. My man DeMond is already committed to being there, so I definitely appreciate that as well. And you can come on by uh, and, and hang out and enjoy and watch the game. Uh, a lot of good TVs, a lot of good food, and a lot of good drinks that we'll be enjoying there at the Oyo. So uh, that's good stuff, man. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, got another text on the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. This one's coming from uh, Fargo Raiders. It said, my homeboy Q and Demond inching towards the dark side. So Demond, he's, he's, he's kind of giving you that nudge, too. He says you're inching towards the dark side, and you're getting closer. I mean, you're halfway there. Can I tell you a quick story about last night? Yeah, I don't know. Wait, oh, no. hold on. What part of last <laughs> night? Hold on. Because I know where you, I know that you've been dibbling and dabbling around town and, and kind of dipping, dipping your toes into some... Uh, it, was all, it was all over last night. But I was talking to I was talking to um, a person last night, and they were telling me, I was like, oh, yeah, Raiders, blah, blah, blah. Chatting up about the Raiders. I was like, yeah, my dad was buried in a Raider jersey. Nice. And it was just one of those, like, oh, my God. It was just like, yeah, like... So it really is Raider Nation for life. It is. Oh, life. yeah, that's how it should be. I saw someone, <laughs> not to try to take this to a dark level, but I saw someone actually have a Raider casket one time. So, Oh, wow. Now, I'm not going to lie. That sounds pretty dope. Yeah, that does. That Actually, one of my goals, not goals, because I guess dying is never a goal, but one of my things in life that I wanted, I always said, is that I wanted to be uh, cremated and have my ashes just spread all over the Oakland Coliseum. I think that would be dope. Just be that extra, you know, be that extra player. So when uh, the opposing team was running and all of a sudden they crossed the 50 and somehow they just tripped. That was Q. Yeah, exactly. People was like, oh, that was Q. That's that's kind of, that was the younger Q. Now I don't even want to talk about stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Reality might come around way quicker than I want. <laughs> so we don't want that. 702-365-9200. What we do want is Mario. You're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, my man? Or you were on unnecessary roughness. Never mind. <laughs> Denied. Oh, wait, hold on. I got to get back to uh, Fargo Raiders text. All I did is talk about inching closer to the dark side. Sorry, Fargo Raider. I did you wrong. No wonder Mario hung up. 69187, keyword R&R is a text. Fargo Raider said, uh, here's another dude that hasn't seen any burn. That's Teamer. I was expecting availability uh, after we cut him and cut the hitman, Carl Joseph, with injuries. Uh, being the deciding factor, defense and pass pro are the keys to this game. Just win, baby. So basically he's saying that uh, Roderick Teamer hasn't gotten any burn, and that's because he's been injured. He's been banged up the whole time, and so, no, he hasn't. And that was the expectation as well. Matter of fact, I remember talking on this very show about, yeah, that's why Carl Joseph was expendable, because they like what they saw in Roderick Teamer. Oh, no, I was thinking. I was like, weren't I, I don't know. That was a long pause no, that you were thinking. Long, I was like, damn, dog, was you going to speak? It was a long pause because I was like, Man, weren't you talking about like you don't want to see Teamer out there? No, it's a, it's no, a that's good Levitt. Thing. Okay, that's Levitt. Levitt. Oh, never mind. I was like, oh, yeah, like, Levitt. Got my players I was like, yeah. what are you saying? Like, oh, it's a good thing if he's not playing? Yeah, no, no. Levitt's <laughs> the guy you don't want to see out there. He's the guy who's a special teams ace. Yeah, Levitt. Teamer is the guy who was in LA when they were scrimmaging with the Rams, who was causing all the fights. And he's the guy who's worked with Gus Bradley before. He's actually a, a, a pretty good player, uh, a guy that they're very excited about, but he hasn't been available. So. We all know about availability, and it's just not there. So that's 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 been an issue. Uh, so good one, man. Good, uh, appreciate your Fargo Raider for chiming in. Uh, we got another call to get to at seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Who's up next? Tim in Lubbock, Texas. Tim calling from the Lone Star State. What's up, Lubbock, Texas? Hey, how y'all doing? Chilling, man. I was just calling. I was just calling to remind you. You remember when we talked last, and you said you had to go through Lubbock to get to Las Vegas? Yeah. And all that stuff. Yep. I remember. I told you. Seven and oh before we take the break. You did. I remember. It's gonna be seven and oh. Just remember I said that. Seven and oh before we take this break. This the this gonna be the big game and then the rest of them, we're just gonna go ahead and cruise on through that right to the break. 
All right. I like it. I like it. That's good stuff, man. I, I hope uh, Lubbock, Texas is treating you okay. Oh, it always does. <laughs> All right. That'll except work. For, except for having to watch Patrick Mahomes every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I'm already knowing. I'm already knowing, my man. I, I understand your pain. So, uh, yeah, good stuff, my man. Th- a good call. Appreciate you. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, that's my man Tim out in Lubbock, Texas. And, uh, yeah, in, in, in Lubbock, Texas, there's not a whole lot to do. There's just not a whole lot to do. You got the you got the Red Raiders out there. It's funny, when I first got to Texas, someone asked me, uh, a guy that I uh, that kind of worked with the radio station I was working with, he said, hey, wh- who's your team? And so when anyone asked me who my team is, I'm thinking they're talking NFL. So I said, the Raiders. And so that's all I said was the Raiders. And he said, oh, Texas Tech, cool. I'll get you a hoodie. And I was like, what do I want a Texas Tech hoodie for? And he goes, you said the Raiders. I said, no, I said the Raiders. I didn't say no Red Raiders. Oh, man, this is a college town, man. You got to. You got to specify, man. I thought you were talking college football. No, Jack. You got to know where you at, man. I knew where I was at. I wasn't in Lubbock. So he shouldn't even have thought that. They always think about college football. Uh, clearly. I learned. They actually they think of high school football first. I know, because I was about to say Then that they for, think of college. For Texas to love football so much, they just, it's got to like it's high, It starts with the high school. That is the biggest. I don't care if the Cowboys go and win the Super Bowl. The biggest, the biggest draw in Texas is high school football. And it's not even close. Not even close. After that. Then the Cowboys are there. College, you could sprinkle in there as well, obviously. But the Cowboys are huge, obviously, in, in Texas. But good stuff, my man. I appreciate that. Uh, again, let's hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line. What we got? Uh, Ravel? Is that who you said? Travel. 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 You're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind? Hey, hey, can you hear me, Q? Yes, sir. Hey, hey. Game day, Q. Yes, sir. I got to tell you something, man. I, I was just on vacation. I just got back to work. My first day at work today. My boss, he's a Bears fan. Mm. And he's like, and he's like, Oh, we see you guys next week, and I'm like, well, no, no, no. Let me get past Monday first, right? Because if we lose this game, I might call out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, nah, but uh, keys to the game, man. I say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Carr's been slinging that rock around to feel like dope boys in the '80s. I'm gonna just say, hey, uh, we've been doing it against some of the best defenses in the league right, these first couple weeks, and I feel like the Chargers are no different. We should establish a run game, and as long as we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. With like stupid penalties, like at the one yard line, and right. execute properly in the red zone. I, I, I say we can uh, take this game away. All right. As go ahead. Legion South. Legion South. Yeah, Legion South. That's what. Uh, that's what we're doing. There Red you Nation go. Gonna show up. <laughs> right on, man. I like it. I appreciate that. Good call. Uh, good stuff. And yeah, look, I, I'll say this as well. Uh, Carr has been slinging the rock, rock around the yard, and so no, you don't want to go and make drastic changes. But you do have to realize, like, like I mentioned off top, that the Chargers' run defense is so bad that this is a game that you should be able to establish to run. And John Gruden, make no mistake about it, no matter what he says as far as wanting to win the game and they're willing to do whatever, he wants to butter his bread by way of the ground. I mean, he does want to establish that run game and wants it to be a, a major threat. He wants to be able to to be in the fourth quarter and run the clock out. You know, he wants to be able to just, you know, salt, salt, salt it away like that. But you can't do it if you if you're not running. So uh, I think that I think that's going to be a bigger factor. I think this is an opportunity, honestly, this game where they'll they'll have more yards on the ground than they've had so far this season. They had 111 last year or last week uh, with uh, with Peyton Barber. I think that they'll probably get to around. I'm thinking that this game should be at least 150 yards total. I, I just think it should be at least 150. But that's just me. We'll see how it all shakes out. Maybe it, it is as, as simple as just throwing the ball around the whole time. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a more balanced attack, but. 
Uh, we'll see. We'll find out sooner rather than later. 143 is the time when we come back. Matter of fact, this is what we're going to do. Damon, go ahead and close, uh, not close, but clear out the, the, the phone lines real quick. What I want to do is I want to give something away. So we give stuff away, and sometimes we forget to give stuff away. We're not going to forget today. There's a Shriners Golf Tournament coming up at the, uh, at the end of the week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have tickets to it. We're going to send you to it. We're going to look for caller number nine. Right now, you want to go to the Shriners Golf Tournament. Very big tournament here in Las Vegas. Matter of fact, the history of it, this is the very first tournament that Tiger Woods won as a professional was the Shriners uh, Golf Tournament. So there you go. How about that for trivia? 702-365-9200. Looking for caller number nine. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's YQ. Of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Got to give a big shout out to my guy Abraham who won tickets to the Shriners Golf Tournament going on this weekend. We'll have some more of those tickets to give out throughout the course of the week. But shout out to Abraham. Go out there and have a really good time. I know JT the Brick will be broadcasting on Thursday. Uh, I believe the press box, uh, Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff from ESPN Las Vegas will be broadcasting live on Friday. And so it uh, seems like it's going to be a really good time. And so Abraham is the recipient of a pair of tickets and you can as well we have more tickets on the way but let's uh, go ahead and train our bodies and train our brains like the judge says uh, to get back out to the Raider Nation listener line fun pre-pre-show we got going on right now 702-365-9200 one of my favorite callers is up next Reggie Ridge Reggie what's on your mind my man hey man Raider Reggie in the building Q <laughs> Q what's up brother you just changed my whole <laughs> thought process right now <laughs> you know the judge man that my guy reminds me of my stepdad and <laughs> his conversation train our body and train our brain he's like a drill sergeant running around <laughs> stumbling <laughs> over his words i love that dude <laughs> he's a nut man but hey raider nation let's go i'm i'm, I'm so mad right now my boss gonna call me and give me the day off today and nice. not tell me yesterday, you know what I'm saying? So I might be coming to join you, man, bring the family down and check you out because this is messed up. I'm like antsy and don't know what to do with myself. But real quick, man, the keys to the game to me is kind of like the last caller said, we can't change the game, man. We need to stay stay on what we've been doing. Of course, if the running game breaks out, let it happen naturally. Don't force it and stay in control of the game. By the end of the game, if we're controlling the time of possession and we're dictating the clock, we got this, man. We just can't get careless. We can't get careless and start throwing the ball all over the place, missing cues. We need Carr to be the AFC Offensive Player of the Week or Month, like he was, and continue rolling. If we get our boy Josh back, man, if I could just have him break one or two good ones out. I think we got this game, man. Four and zero. We gotta get. We gotta get it, man. Right. Gotta get it. Can you imagine what's next when you see that Denver lost their game? Right now, uh, Chiefs are two and two, and we put Chargers at two and two. Man, it's gonna be a heyday out here. Raider Nation, stand up. Right. Let's go, Q. Let's get that boy DeMond his Raider jersey today. Let's do it. <laughs> there you go. We're going we're gonna to make it happen for him, man. We'll make it happen for him. We'll get him a custom one, too. That's what we're going to get him. 
Oh, a custom jersey. Yeah, we'll do that, man. We'll make well, my that name up. on it. Yeah, yeah. Say Demine. We'll come together like butt <laughs> Why cheeks. Why you say it like that? Because that's your name. You said Demine. What do you want me to say, Demine? I don't know, man. It just sounded like you put like an Italian accent. No, on I just it put some, some extras on it, man. I gave you a little flavor, man. That's all I'm trying to do is hook you up. I'm trying to hook you up, man. I'm trying to help you out. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for you, dude. And I appreciate you. There you go. 702-365-9200. Raider Reggie, we appreciate you. Next up is John and Henderson. What's on your mind, John? Q, my man. What's up, brother? First of all, I got to say, anybody who has a young man would sneak out of the house, borrow a bicycle, (laughs) and ride it across the city to chase some kitty cat, he's my man. I got to listen to him. (laughs) Thank you. But hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the guy who's given up on my beloved Steelers. They stink. They're all bums. I want a new GM. I want a new coach. I want a new quarterback. And I love Vegas, man. And I'm, I'm starting to get the Raiders fever. I can't believe I'm saying that. Nice. But hey, I want to see this defense, Joe, man. I, I think that you know they stunk last year, and uh, I'm starting to see some good signs, some good roots take hold. And I was wondering. I hate to put you on the spot, but as a, as a Raider convert to be. Uh, can you summarize the, the Raider-Charger relationship? Is it like big brother, little brother, since they uh, never won anything? Or what, what's the relationship like between the two teams? Yeah, it's just it's just AFC West hate, you know, and then uh, there's a lot of roots that, that kind of intertwine. Al Davis actually used to be a uh, part of the Chargers staff back in the day before he became a part of the Raiders and owner of the Raiders and all that. So it's always been uh, that, lo- that that love-hate, but it's really not a lot of love, you know. It's just it's just one of those AFC West rivalries, and uh, it's just it's, it's just it's a bit and it's funny because the the Chargers, at least when they were in San Diego, they had a, a really strong fa- a family of a, a fa- a followers that would be at the games and really be loud. But now that they're in L.A., man, the, the San Diego fans didn't follow them to L.A. And so now they have they have empty stadiums. And so now the Raiders are really the fan base is taking over their stadium. So it's going to make it for a huge, uh, you know, home field advantage for the Raiders, even though they're playing in L.A. tonight. That's crazy, man. I can't wait to watch. Keep up the good work, too. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you, and welcome to the dark side, man. It's all good. We're, we're glad to have you, and I'll say this, because John actually called and, and talked a couple weeks ago after the Raiders beat the Steelers, and I was still giving Big Ben some props. Uh, I've fallen off of that, you know. <laughs> I have fallen off of I that the last two games. Yeah, you're right. Putting your name on it. Hey, man, you also told me that Tennessee was going to beat the Jets, and you also told me Ole Miss was going to beat Alabama. Matter of fact, uh, go on, give me 10 push while you're at it, man. You need me to run the board, though. Uh, that's all right. I can talk. How, how will the I show go? Talk. I'll talk. Uh, I'll count them out. How go will ahead. the show hey, go? How will hey, the show go on? demand push-ups, brother. Ten of them. Y'all can, believe, y'all, can y'all believe this, man? Go on and count them out for me. I, I would like to hear you from the background. Count them out for me. Go on. Go on. Look, man, you got a loud mouth. You ain't got to move the mic. Go ahead, man. Putting the mic down to the floor, Bobby. This is what happens when you bet on uh, on Ole Miss to beat One, Alabama. Two, <laughs> three, four, <laughs> five, <laughs> six. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Roll Tide. Let's go. <laughs> DeMond, for anyone who does not know, bet me last week 50 on-demand push-ups. And this is my favorite bet of all time is on-demand push-ups because it, it could be at any time. Today he was at the secretary's uh, uh, office or at her desk earlier today, and he was talking. I said, give me 10 right now. And he just looked at me and just dropped down and gave me 10, and the secretary couldn't believe it. She's like, what is he doing that for? And I go, he knows. He knows. So, yeah, he bet that Ole Miss was going to beat Alabama. And we got to tweet, what, halfway through the game? Better, DeMond, you better get, you better get ready. <laughs> better get ready. You know, man, that opening drive, they completed one good pass. And it was like, that's the last good thing they did. Last good thing they did. Woo. Yeah, roll, tied. 
Roll Tide. 155 is the time. We'll take one more quick call. Let's go out to Jeese Mode. You're on Rare Nation Radio. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, how's it going, Q? What's up, Dumas? What's up, Raider Nation? Hey, I just wanted to check in real quick. I, I know you guys, uh, or I know I usually come in with a quick set or a quick take on the game, but I just want to go with my key to the game. Okay. A little bit of uh, bucking the trend from everybody else here. It's, uh, to me, the game is won in the middle of the trenches today. Okay. That is, the O-line's got to come together. they got to play up to their schemes. They got to take control of the immense pass rush from the Chargers, and on the second note, the defensive line has got to put got to put pressure on Herbert, and that's basically it, man. If we control those trenches, we got our offense rolling, and we get our defensive rotation controlling that game. Sounds good. I like it. I like it. G mode. Uh, and hey, anytime that you talk about the trenches. You, you made a fan out of me because the trenches are where it's at, man. The big uglies on both sides of the ball, they get it done. Offensive line and defensive line. And, uh, yeah, that's, see, that's another reason why I've been really talking about the run game so much because they do have a ferocious pass rush. They do. And we all know that uh, Joey Bosa can get after it. And that defensive line that they have can get after the quarterback. So if you drop Derek Carr back in, uh, in, in to drop back to pass 35, 40 times, you're setting him up for failure. And, look, Derek Carr is needed. This offensive line for the Raiders is not a, a finished product yet. So you don't want them to have to go back and pass block as much as, as, as they've been doing until they really become a well-oiled machine, and they're just not there yet. And I know repetition is going to help them get there, but if they can block downhill, you ask any offensive lineman, I don't care if he plays little, little, little Pop Warner, plays high school, college or the NFL, any offensive lineman that's worth a salt will tell you they'd rather run block than pass block. That's another reason why I'm saying the run game is going to be important in tonight's game, to kind of slow down those pass rushers. Have a guy like Joey Bosa on the sideline. Don't get him in third and long situation where he could pin his ears back and get after the quarterback. That's all I'm saying. 158 is the time. We'll come back, kick off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness. More calls, more texts. This is the pregame, pregame show. It's Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.